Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. On this Stress Awareness Week, I am sharing with you some of my simple and easy ways that you can overcome work-related stress. So, whilst there's a million and one things, tips and advice I could give you, I'm sharing why you need to put a start and end to your day the reason that I'm going to ask you to prioritise breathing, why it's not just a thing we need to take for granted, why you need to get moving and definitely the reasons that you need to be speaking to people. So I really hope there's a top tip in here that you can implement today to help you with your stress levels. Welcome to the Lessons for Leaders podcast. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business and life without the stress, doubt and overwhelm. So I help you to increase your performance, to be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host. I'm a leadership coach and workplace trainer helping you and your workforce to increase performance and make the impact that you want in the world. Now, if you've not done this before, please do find the little subscribe button on your podcast app and ensure that you never miss another episode. Importantly, too, please leave a review. It helps the podcast platform to know what's popular and to be able to share it with other people. So thank you if you've already done that. If not, go over and get it done now. (laughs) Now, I recently worked with Kate and she said I enlisted Emma's help as I was stressed, overwhelmed and really struggling with my work-life balance. Being a business owner with two young children, I felt like I was constantly firefighting and both my home and work life were suffering as a result. Emma's one-to-one coaching programme was a breath of fresh air and clarity. No unrealistic goal setting, just simple, straight-talking advice that made sense. Emma armed me with the tools and techniques to focus, work more efficiently, prioritise and let go of the crap. It's always good to let go of the crap, isn't it? Also, it's National Stress Awareness Week from the 1st to the 5th of November. So talk to me if you haven't got anything sorted for that yet. There's the option of workshops, of awareness or also my stress awareness pack that you can buy from me that gives you uh, quizzes, information, resources and ways that you can implement things in your workplace to be able to raise awareness about stress and improve people's stress levels so they can be really focused and engaged and perform at their best too. If any of those interest you or you just want to bounce some ideas and ask for my advice on what will help in your workplace and the latest trends, then please do get in touch with me, emma at emmalankton.com and we can book a call. So today I'm talking about overcoming work-related stress. Oh, in honour of Stress Awareness Week, you know we're talking about stress. Whatever your job role 
Stress is something many of us contend with, and I think we can agree the last 18 months have brought new stresses to our lives that certainly weren't in our job description. Whether it is that you're still working from home, you're on a hybrid working pattern, or you're you know, split between the home and the office, or you're fully back into the office, it's likely that this episode is going to be relevant to you at some point. You know, the health and safety executives say that 35% of work-related complaints are due to stress. So it needs to be taken seriously because stress can hugely impact both health and personal lives. It's an issue that employers and individuals must place as a priority for happy, healthy employees, but also for an engaged and productive company. So with Stress Awareness Week running throughout November, organisations, as I've said in the intro, are using this as a focus for a boost uh, to wellbeing workshops to support their people, to reduce stress, to improve performance and to raise awareness. And whilst these awareness days and weeks and months should not and cannot be standalone, there can be a really good opportunity to springboard the information into the workplace or to help you as an individual to be able to do something about reducing your stress levels. So the good news is that you don't have to be stressed out and you don't have to have a stressed out workplace. So by helping yourself to implement some of these tips and encouraging the people that you work with, it will enhance the way that you feel about yourself and give support to your people so that you can cope with challenging times. So the first thing I always recommend, and I've been talking so much about this, is about the way that you put in boundaries. The biggest thing is to put in a start and end to your day. So if you're in the office, you know, we usually follow this fairly regimented routine, you know, whether that's the kind of getting up, commuting in some shape or form, stop at the shop, grab a coffee, and it shouldn't be any different when you're working from home. So get up as normal and do that start to your day, obviously. I was going to say get dressed as you usually would. I really hope if you're travelling into the office that you're getting dressed. Please do that. Um, (laughs) But, you know, if you're working from home, get rid of the pyjama bottoms and everything because we feel much more productive if we're ready for the day as opposed to just sitting down at the laptop. And do try not to look at your phone and grab your phone for a quick check before you do other things. So that start to your day can be something that includes support for your well-being it might be that you um listen to something on the train that you have some relaxing or upbeat music in the car or even your earplugs if you're walking cycling or however it is that you're getting to your place of work it might be that you are still putting in a walk even if you're working from home, so that you signify movement, getting out, stretching, and putting that start into your day. So think about it. I know it's getting a bit creative. I don't like to be 
too prescriptive and be the kind of, you must do this, because it's about what fits and what works for you. But just think about it. Think about what you used to do. Think about the things that you like. Think about when you get that kind of, ah, moment and see where you can fit that in to your day. You know, is it an audio book? Is it something like that? Rather than always sitting uh, straight down at your laptop or whether that's at home or on your commute. Ending your day. You know, when it's you at the office, it's slightly easier because you kind of get up and you leave the workplace and you leave the work. But also, most offices now have like a clear desk policy or even, you know, shared desks and hot desking. So you have no choice but to pack up your equipment and put it away. And I've been encouraging lots of people and workplaces to do this when I talk to them in my Healthy Boundaries workshops because at home you need to create that end to your day as well. So clear your desk, put your stuff away, go for that walk at the end of the day where it's usually that you're going for your bus or your train or you you know, walk into the car park or just you walk home, whatever it is that you do. So that you're doing something that you enjoy. As I've said, the companies that I'm working with are investing in support for people around healthy boundaries or around managing stress to improve performance because they are seeing that the working hours are merging into the evenings and weekends. And if you're noticing that too, just had another conversation today about people struggling with burnout and all of these things impact and increase you know, the risk and the susceptibility to burnout too. So leaving employees struggling to switch off, getting yourself in a place where you're struggling to switch off, or feeling under pressure, you know, is just not good at all. So we need to make sure that you have things in place that you can have that start and end to your day. So prioritise. I often talk to people when even when I'm just talking about overwhelm or about managing stress or about healthy boundaries is about prioritizing make that list. Stress tells us that everything is a perceived threat. Now that word perceived is important because just because it seems like a threat to you doesn't mean it's a threat to everybody else, but it's what you think that matters. But what it tells us is everything's urgent. Everything needs to be responded right now. We need to do this because otherwise, you know, we might die ultimately. Everything you need to do is not necessarily a life and death situation. So it doesn't need to be dealt with there and then. And it's about taking that deep breath, enabling you to have a step back. And one thing that you can instantly do to make you feel less stressed is to get everything out of your head. Write everything down. So that you're getting your thoughts, your tasks and reminders out of your head. Then it gives you space in your head to be able to think clearly. It's also like multi-sensory because you're not just having it mull around inside your head. You can see it as well. And that enables you to come up with a plan and be able to prioritise, even delegate where necessary. Don't forget when you're putting everything down to factor in lunch breaks or time to rest or get away from your desk or your screen. You know, if it's, I've heard about people taking their phone to the loo in case somebody rings, they don't want to miss a phone call. Well, 
you know, if you're in an office and you go and put the kettle on in the kitchen a couple of times a day, or you stop over at a colleague desk for a chat every now and then, you're going to be moving away from that phone that's, you know, plugged in at your desk. It's okay to do that. So get it out of your head and factor in some breaks. Now I mentioned breathe really briefly. I often say it seems like this may be the maddest and stupidest thing to do. I'm breathing, aren't I, Emma? And it's definitely something that I would have said at one point too. But by allowing ourselves to take that deep breath in and having a really long breath out rather than a huff or a sigh, we allow ourselves time to choose one thought over another. William James, an American psychologist, once said the greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. So that act of deep breathing calms down your internal system, calms down some of that urgency and takes your mind away from that initial anxiety and prevents you from spiralling into that panic. So practice a breathing technique every day. It's really easy to implement when you stood waiting for the kettle to boil or when you've nipped to the loo, hopefully without your phone. You can set up all sorts of things. There's gifts out there. I have a GIF that some lovely intern made that gives you the timing on it. But they're on smartwatches doing a little breathing thing. You can set things up on your phone to remind you and all sorts of different ways like that that help to prompt you until you get into the practice of doing it. I could wax lyrical about the benefits of breathing, but I'll leave it at that for this episode, otherwise we'll be here forever. So get moving. As we head into the colder weather, it's really easy to never get outside, to never see a bit of daylight. So getting outside for a walk each day, even for 10 minutes, is hugely beneficial. Stress is relieved within minutes When we spend time in nature, it reduces cortisol levels. Cortisol is your stress hormone. It reduces muscle tension. You know, you're freeing up that tightness in your shoulders, etc. The stiffness in your back or whatever. It reduces blood pressure. And nature, even if you are walking down the street, I'm constantly, when I'm walking down the street, obviously I've got a dog to walk, but I'm looking at what's in people's gardens and see how the flowers change over time and things like that. You don't have to find a field or a forest. So nature boosts dopamine and endorphins, both of which promote happier feelings. So we know that taking that rest is necessary, but it doesn't mean you need an entire spa day or a week's holiday. The little pockets here and there allows you to refresh your brain so you can return to work with higher productivity and better performance. Now make sure that you speak to somebody. There are two strands to this. If you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, speak to your manager. Quite often, a lot of stress that you're feeling might be in your own mind. And they may be able to spread some of your workload out or to reassure you or to adjust deadlines. It might be that you're just feeling a bit zoomed out, you know, or a bit of that kind of, you know, um, brain dead from being at the screen all the time. And it's easy for us to get into the habit of having meetings for meetings sake. I'll Zoom you, you know, I'll Teams you. It's become a 
new phrase. But these things can be exhausting because they're stimulating all of our senses. And it also means that we can spend so much time in meetings that we don't have time to do the actual work. So speak to somebody. Because sometimes it's always worth mentioning, is it essential for me to be in that meeting? You know, is it absolutely imperative? Can I just jump in at the relevant time because I've got this deadline or I've got that to handle too? These are some of the things that I cover in my boundaries workshop as well as the stress management and resilience stuff. But secondly, speak to colleagues. You know, that's it. Plain, simple human interaction. If you're, you've got your head down and you're going from one meeting to another, you are not going to be talking. So you're not going to be in contact with people. Um, and even when you speak to other people, if you're out and about taking your 10 minute walk in the street, say hello to somebody. You never know, you might be the only interaction they get in that day. And you get a smile, and you know, these facial interactions and human interactions are hugely uplifting and we underestimate it. If you're plugging yourself in or going for this walk, you know, when you're, um, you know, listening in on a conference call or, you know, trying to deal with another work thing, it's not going to help your stress levels. But when you speak to somebody just on that casual kind of social interaction, it helps you to feel better and less stressed. Go and listen to the other episode I did about your support network being essential You know, these people can often be your biggest cheerleaders in encouraging you and telling you you're doing a great job and those things. It's not about, you know, looking for masses of encouragement and that, you know, ooh, that you're doing fantastic, but it just comes naturally again to boost the feel-good chemicals and to aid your relaxation. You know, as as humans, we're hardwired to experience and respond to stress. But these simple tips can hopefully be ones that you can very easily and quickly put in place. Obviously, there's tons of stuff I can tell you about. A million of tips and we can personalise things as much as we like. But on a general basis, on a general everyday level, try one of these or some of these because stress can make us feel overwhelmed, unhappy and out of control. So it's important to have some really simple, really easy tools, tips and mechanisms to turn to. So remember, put in a start to your day, an end to your day. Do some prioritising, make that list, get all those things out of your head so that you can delegate where needed, breathe and breathe, get moving. Make sure that you talk to people personal and professional. And as ever, if you have any questions, you want any help and support with one-to-one coaching, with virtual training, with workshops, do please get in touch with me. I'd be happy to chat through some options for you. Otherwise, leave a review share on social media and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.